0: Welcome to the Chirbiz Podcast. Practical tips, tools, and information that will help grow and transform your church. And here's your host, Dwight Smith. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the ChurBiz Podcast. I'm your host, Dwight Smith, and this is a show that's all about helping churches build the right systems and the operational tools that are necessary for growing and managing a healthy church. Today, we're gonna to be talking about dealing with and hopefully avoiding financial struggles within your ministry. And regardless of your congregational size, church finances are always one of the most discussed topics within administrative office. So today, I want to look at four ways that will help your ministry manage money more effectively. Look, there's no magic bullet when it comes to nonprofits and money. And I know that getting contributions in order to maintain and fund ministry sometimes seems like a never-ending and uphill battle. But today, I want to help you make sure that you're covering the basics and doing all of the necessary things up front in order to minimize your financial woes. And that's what we're going to be getting into today on this episode of the Cherbis Podcast. Okay, let's get right into it. One of the first things that you'll need if you don't have one already is a church budget. Now, budgets often get a bad rap, and I'm sure that's because they're oftentimes seen as more restrictive, looking at what you can't get or what you can't do instead of permissive. But a budget is a powerful managerial tool that helps leaders take a proactive approach in managing finances, rather than a reactive one that deals with issues as they come up month to month. Having a plan for your church income and expenses it gives you an idea and an expectation of what's supposed to happen when it comes to having the money necessary to do ministry. Many times, churches struggle financially because they don't have a plan for what money is supposed to be spent and when, as well as what income they can expect month to month. Have you ever wanted to do something within the church or seize an opportunity for ministry only to realize that you don't have the finances necessary to get it done? I know a church that received a surplus of money in May, then went on a spending spree, purchasing items and things that the church leadership believed was important. However, a few months later in July and August, when offerings and contributions got low, the church struggled to pay bills. Many churches struggle with finances, but can oftentimes avoid this frustration by simply having a plan for their income and managing their money better. It's not always true that people aren't giving, But rather, we're not being responsible and wise stewards over God's resources. That said, the next step in minimizing financial struggle within the church is to track your spending carefully. Having a budget is good, but following that budget when it comes to spending is even better. As leaders, I know that there's so much that we want to do. Ministry requires money and so does operating and running the church. Therefore, it's absolutely necessary that church leaders and the board of directors receive regular reports on how much money is being spent as well as what it's being spent on. The church will struggle if you're overspending in one area yet avoiding others. Spending hundreds of dollars on marketing swag or paying for staff positions that you desire but can't really afford while struggling to keep the building heated in the winter and cooled in the summer or properly insuring it all year round Will certainly add to your stress level and will frustrate you as a leader. You need good, detailed reports that help decision makers see what money is being spent and when. I like good visual reports for doing this, the ones that have pie charts for quickly showing leaders what areas and percentages money is being spent in. I also like good bar charts, which help break these expenses up by month. Check your church financial software to see what types of reports you can generate. Personally, I'm still an old-fashioned fan of Excel because I can always take the data and generate the charts and graphs that I need to paint the financial picture of the church. That's why you'll still see a number of Excel-based financial reports and templates that's available for you to use in the Cherbis Academy. The next way to avoid financial frustration is to be transparent with your members. You know, pastors, i got to be honest with you. The days of members giving tithes and offerings into a black hole with no financial statements or no annual reports on what's happening with the church's money are quickly coming to an end. There's been too many cases of financial abuse from pastors and church leaders, and even though I know these other leaders aren't you, you're still going to be one of the ones feeling the scrutiny if you're not being totally transparent with what's happening with the church's money. And transparency does a few things. First and foremost, it communicates financial responsibility. When you share with members what's coming in and what's going out, you're basically saying to them, look, we're being good stewards over the resources and provisions that you're giving to this church. We've got nothing to hide and what you give to this ministry is actually benefiting this church, this community, and our world. When you're transparent, you show members that they're giving towards something bigger and that their generosity is helping the vision come to pass. But transparency also does something else powerful. It visualizes need. Look, in nonprofit organizations, there's usually always a shortfall, which means that there's always things that you want to do but can't financially afford to do. Your transparency helps paint the financial gap for people that love and support your church. Years ago, I was a member of a church that had built a community school but now needed money to purchase new buses to transport the children. I remember the first lady getting up one Sunday and candidly giving everyone a financial breakdown of where the school's income was going and how much of a deficit it needed to make up in order to purchase the buses. She said that the school wanted to start out with four buses for $25,000 each. Her inspirational videos and clear numbers were enough to compel 100 members to partner with her with a $1,000 gift each. Now notice what I said, a gift, not a pledge. People walked up to the front of the altar on that Sunday with their $1,000 checks and put it right into her hands. She raised $100,000 that Sunday by inspiring members with the why and then being transparent with the need. The final way to avoid financial struggles within your church is to grow your membership. Now, I'm sure you're probably saying, yeah, Dwight, that's pretty obvious. But for a church, it's one of the quickest and easiest ways to increase revenue. Not to mention, it's the single biggest reasons for your existence. So why does it seem like so many churches become better at selling things or doing car washes or organizing more services than they do at increasing membership? Oftentimes, many of these churches struggle because they continue to try to get more money out of the same people in order to keep the lights on and pay the mortgage. If you have a congregation of, say, 50 people, and the average contribution per person is $100 a month, then your monthly average income is $5,000 a month. If you needed to increase your monthly revenue to, say, $6,500 a month, you would either need all 50 members to increase your giving by $30 a month, or you could increase your total membership by 15 people. Too often, churches try to stretch the few instead of growing the many. What strategy do you think existing members would prefer? In fact, what if you focused on increasing membership by 25 people? In this scenario, that would give you an additional $2,500 a month of potential revenue or $1,000 more than you actually even need. How much more ministry could you do with another $1,000 a month? Would it help to reduce the financial struggles and possible anxiety that occurs every month within the church? Not to mention, more people mean more disciples, more volunteers, and more people to share the love of Jesus Christ. So these are the four simple ways that your church can avoid financial struggles. And honestly, you can begin implementing each one of these right away. Number one, use a budget. Make sure that you take the time to have a plan for your church income and the contributions that you'll receive each month for the church. Know what month you expect it to come in and where the money will be allocated to. A budget will make you a proactive leader and will prepare you for any hiccups or stumbles that may want to throw you off track financially. Number two, track church expenses. Use visual reports that help you see where money is going and to make sure that you have enough of it to go around. Train your lay leaders to track and justify expenses in order to build accountability and prevent conflicting demands on church resources. Number three, Be transparent with members. Let members know what's going on financially within their church. They should feel good and excited when all the bills are being paid and that there's enough money for ministry and savings. But they should also feel compelled to act when they can see that the shortfall is coming and when they know money is needed to help keep ministry running. That said, don't manipulate numbers or try to paint the picture you want them to see. Nothing will snatch credibility from you faster than members putting things together and identifying that all the numbers just aren't adding up. Number four, increase your membership. Getting more people to join your church fulfills your biblical mandate, as well as relieves some of the financial stress of ministry. Stop trying to get more juice out of the same lemons. You can make more lemonade if you just get more lemons. Now, hopefully these tips will help give you the breathing room needed to avoid stress about money and allow you to focus more on ministry and people care within your church. That's it for me. I've truly enjoyed sharing these tips with you and want to thank you for taking the time to tune into this episode. If this is your first time checking out the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button to make sure that you do not miss out on a single episode of the Turbis podcast. And if you're already a subscriber and enjoy the content you're getting from us, please let us know by giving us five stars as well as a positive review on the ratings and review section in iTunes. I promise that we read each and every one of them and that we use your comments to help shape our content so that we're giving church pastors and leaders both the information and tips they want and they need most. Folks, that's it for me. Love you guys. I'll be back next time and can't wait to hang out with you again on another episode of... Of the Churbiz podcast, we hope you've enjoyed listening to the Churbiz podcast. Practical tips, tools, and systems that will help transform and grow your church. For more information about Churbiz, please visit our website at www.churbiz.com. And for more awesomeness, join our free Facebook group, The Iron Shop. This free online community lets you connect with other church leaders, ask questions, share ideas and get feedback from nonprofit professionals join the community today at www.churbisironshop.com